Welcome to the production line with Tom PK. I'm your host, and today is episode number nine, and I'm going to be chatting with artist, producer, songwriter, Hybrid Rose, also known by her other artist alias name, Valentina. Rose has been releasing and producing music for the past six years, and had a viral TikTok hit, Video Games. Rose has been working with artists both locally and internationally, through platforms such as Soundbetter. Today we're going to chat to her about collaborating online, her music, and get a deep dive into one of her favourite sessions. I hope you all enjoy. Sweet, well, shall we get into it? Sure, let's do it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today to chat to me about your music and your production and your artist stuff. I'm really excited to talk to you about all of that. Oh my God, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, that's great. I mean, so I guess I'd just love to start with where did music come into your life? Mary, it's always been in my life. Um, <laughs> my er- well, okay. Are we doing like earliest memories or like what's the, I guess, what, is, what are you asking? Yeah, well, I guess earliest memories. Like as a child, what do you remember like your first experiences? Oh, I remember my first memory. There's two stories to this. My mum has one and I have one. My first memory that I remember was that I used to cry in the car when mum didn't play Atomic Kitten. Um, oh, yeah, I know, because I loved Atomic Kitten as, like, a, a one-year-old. I don't get it. But, um, I, yeah, I had all the CDs, had the cassettes, had a little Walkman, even had a cassette player. Like, uh, yeah, it was in my little fanny pack. It was everything. <laughs> but, like, mum said my first memory was that, because she used to do community productions and used to sing in the choir and all that stuff, so she was always singing and doing musical stuff. Um she was doing a solo in Bohemian Rhapsody as a part of some sort of community play. And I was like kicking in her stomach. She was pregnant with me, seven months pregnant with me and kicking in her stomach. Already musical. It was crazy. I loved it. <laughs> and so do you remember going into how you started making music? Um, I was eight. I, I was very quiet as a child. I didn't really talk. I didn't really socialize I was very just by myself and I remember one day playing uh playing SingStar because we had we had a um we had like the pop SingStar and on PlayStation and those SingStar microphones are USB what can what what can you put USB cables into a computer so I took these two SingStar microphones hooked put them both up to the computer I don't know how I knew this would work, but I, I took one and put it on my Yamaha keyboard. You know, the big ones with like the little yeah. demo beats on them already. Oh yeah. Yeah. I took, I took, I put one on one of the speakers and then I sang through one and recorded it using the windows movie maker narrator um, uh, feature is used to record like over uh, voiceover bits and mm. it worked. And I was just recording my own songs using SingStar microphones and Windows Movie Maker. I had SingStar microphones, Windows Movie Maker, and a dream. And it, <laughs> I, and then for and then until I was eleven, I was just doing that. And then Mom got me my first computer when I um, started Intermediate because they were bringing computers in at that time. And um, yeah, it was crazy. And then I just started making music on like. Mixcraft, <laughs> and then pretty <laughs> lips later on. 
Yeah. Wow. Eight years old. That is very advanced to be getting into music. Do you remember what kind of songs you were making? What kind uh, of genre? I was making, well, I thought I was living the Lady Gaga fantasy, the fame. That was my favorite album. I even like made my own mixtape called The Fame because I was just like, I am her. She Whoa. is me. We are two blonde, grown, apparently grown skinny legend females in the pop industry. And um, I, yeah, I was just like making music about just being fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of sickening. <laughs> So when you were at school, what was music like? Was there music around in school? Or was it more of a thing you just did in your own time? Um, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, I'm processing the question. <laughs> Girl, there was no music in Blenheim. Nobody was doing music in Bl- Oh, yeah, I'm from Blenheim. Oh, you're from Blenheim. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm from Blenheim. <laughs> handy, right, should, handy thing. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, so, girl, there was no music in Blenheim. Ain't nobody doing nothing with music. I think music was semi looked down upon in a way because, like, it was it was either you turned, you either, you know, went through school and became a farm person or you just worked at the supermarket. But nobody was listening to music. No one was even like, going out there was no nightlife there was no concerts there was no venues no there was no musicians touring i mean obviously girl yeah it was very like anti-music for some reason and i was just like okay cool i'm still gonna do it in my room without anyone you know yeah go you knowing but it was it was why i mean i are you from wellington i was no i'm from christchurch Oh, there was a big music scene in Christchurch, though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty good down there. But I'm surprised because I actually went to, like, jazz festivals in uh, Blenheim when I was at high school, and they had, like, they would just built a venue there. So, yeah, did they bring it in a oh, bit later? Oh, yeah, so they they, they had that uh, ASB, I think it's called the ASB Theatre. Yeah. Um, yes, and they had musicals there we had that's they had they had school i mean like i said we had school productions and we had community productions but i'm talking about like gigs you know what yeah. i'm saying like san fran eye gum or like people pl- like people people playing at bars with stages that that kind of stuff no one was no that, that none of that happened we only had musicals because like who doesn't love a musical? Everyone <laughs> loves a musical. Everyone deep down knows they love a musical. It's irresistible. For real. Look, if you're not bopping your ass to Greece, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Do you remember the first show you went to? Whether that was an international artist or like a, a local artist? Like a music show? Yeah, a music show. Um. Oh, of course. Yeah, Lady Gaga. I saw her in Auckland. Oh, wow. Me and mum flew, yeah, flew up to Auckland for my 12th birth. No, 13th birthday. Yes, 13th birthday, and we watched Lady Gaga live, and that was the same night. Um, this is this is a fan for, this is a this is a thing for Gaga fans. She got she got concussion that night. I was there. I, I saw it. I saw it in person, and I I laughed. Oh, you laughed. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like she was she was singing a song, and then her um, one of her dancers like was trying to lift up a pole and move it away, but the the, the weight of the pole was too much, and they smacked her on the head. <laughs> I see why you laughed. That would have been quite comical. <laughs> and 1213, girl, get your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so who would you say are some of your main musical inspirations? Would Lady Gaga be up there? Of course. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, hold on, let me just, let me just. Oh, there you go. Get, it's get on the t-shirt it. for anyone that can't see. It's a Lady Gaga t-shirt. <laughs> get into it. Um, 
Yeah, Lady Gaga for sure. I would probably also say uh, good old Britney Spears, Miss Brinty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it does vary depending on like where I'm at, which is so like to say. <laughs> um, but at the moment, I'm really into this artist named Slater. Okay. Do you know who Slater is? No. She's from the States. She's sort of like doing what? Britney and Gaga used to do, but it's got that 2022 edge to it. It's kind of yeah. cool. Um, I love it. Oh, I'm so into it. But like, I don't know. I'm not really making anything right now. So um, I don't really, um, I'm not really looking for in- inspiration. So I'm just like, but usually yeah. it's Lady Gaga or just someone else. <laughs> How's that headspace to be in at the moment of not making music? Do you find that frustrating or are you just happy to sit in it for a bit? It's good right now just because i just came off of doing an album cycle that was very vigorous Mm -hmm. and stressful and exhausting (laughs) to say the least um i'm still coming down from that sort of like i wouldn't even say like i guess it would be sensory overload because like there was so there was so much that i had to put myself into that i was just like I I feel I still yeah I still see my feel like a zombie right now but we're working through <laughs> it. we're working through it I just and me and music is fine yeah I'm still working with other people on and like I have my client jobs and stuff but um my me and hybrid we're 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 just we're just resting right now we're having a yeah. good old a spoon session <laughs> it's lovely it's yeah. nice to give yourself permission just to be like I'm gonna have a pause get to the yeah. place where I feel like I'm ready to go again if that does come. Yeah, and music itself is like all kinds of things to me, but uh, depending on what it is with like different projects and stuff, it means different things. So with like with my two artist projects, Valentina and Hybrid Rose, Valentina is like uh, uh, artist artistic expression and then Hybrid okay. is just sort of like a... Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a very complex, it's a very specific thing up in here. Which one came first? Was Hybrid Rose your first artist name? Yes. Well, like I said, when I was when I was eight years old with Mustang Star Microphones, I was Amber. <laughs> I used to go by Amber. And mind you, I didn't even like I didn't even I didn't even know what being trans was. I was just calling myself a woman saying, I'm Miss Amber, making music. <laughs> but then it was hybrid and uh and that ha- that that came about a few years later, and then Valentina came to me a couple years ago now. And how do you find balancing those two sides of your music, the hybrid rose and the Valentina? Um, just basically, it, it, it is sort of just day by day of like, hmm, I want to write a song, and then I'll write a song, and then it'll be like, who would, if I were to theoretically like release this or categorize it, who does it resonate more with? Mm-hmm. And then I just go from there. But like, um, because I took a break from hybrid a couple of years ago and had the Valentina sort of like phase, still a thing, but like that was, I was focusing more on her, that I was just really sad at the time and needed to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was struggling hardcore mentally and emotionally and I didn't know what, I didn't have a, a, a what do you, a, what's it called? Um, a outlet? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, an outlet. So I just, I just, I just, she became my outlet over time. 
It's very strange. But music is fun for that for that reason. Yeah. How do you find music as a vehicle with helping with those tough times? Oh my god, this sounds like a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. <laughs> I mean, look, it's. Uh, I mean, it works. Um, I remember I used to, and this is just like I don't know. I don't know why I thought this, but sometimes when you have certain feelings, I guess you can you realize at some point that like you need to talk about them. But like for me, I used to hate writing sad songs or writing about how I felt because I was like, I don't want to write about them because then I'm confronting them. Like, that's the point, Mary. That's the <laughs> point. If Like, you're not going to write sad songs just because you feel that way. You're writing it because it's, a, it's, it's helping you uh, work through the situation. And I used to just like, I literally said like, I don't like writing sad songs. Sad, sad songs that just aren't for me because I don't like to sit with that problem and, and confront it. It's like, well, then you're not going to get better. So <laughs> good luck to you. But when I when I understood that it was a good way to confront things, it, I've realized it also can be quite overwhelming. So mm-hmm. I have to make sure that um, it's something that I I am ready to talk about. You know what I mean? It's something yeah. that, that like I'm ready to talk about and I'm ready for other people to know about because most of my music is pretty much out there. I don't really keep keep stuff to myself. So um yeah, I don't I'm not I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. Do you find if you're going through something you need to give it time before you write about it? Or can you do can you write about it at the same time? Um no, I have to I have to let it sit with me because so, um, I mean, oh, I feel so stupid mentioning this. So, well, not stupid, but, like, it's just so, like, it just feels really um, tone deaf at this point. But I do have autism, and um, I have noticed that I shouldn't say or talk about anything until I understand the full complexity of it, in the sense where, like, I, if I'm going through something... I need to understand it from every single angle so that I can find the right one to express it from. Because one of my weakness, one weak weaknesses, one of the things that like I've, I, I'm not good at and never will be good at is like um, understanding and processing information correctly, or at least the way that is going to be good for people to understand. So I need, to, yeah, I need time to like, um, sit with things and, and find the right answer. That's my. That's why I'm a bit slow yeah. with my answers right now. <laughs> <laughs> and what what space was your last project coming from for Hybrid Rose? Hybrid, where was I at? I was in a great place. I mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it's very it's very um, it's very reflective of where I'm still at, which is really really nice. So I feel like it might be it might in my personal opinion, it's probably my favorite. And it's also, I feel like, my most timeless piece because mm. um, it was it came from a place of, like, I have all these wonderful creatives around me. I have all these wonderful friends. After years of not fitting in and not, fe- not being 100%, like, feeling like I am a part of the Wellington music scene, mm-hmm. I finally found people who were exactly like me as a musician, which I didn't think existed, 
And we all just like hang out all the time and talk about music and life and art and interests outside of, we're just basically getting to know each other as people and as musicians and as business people and like all those, all those, you know how like sometimes you just meet people through music and you're just like, wow, I want to know you outside of music too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you, yeah, it's really beautiful. And like everyone on that project is are people that I still talk to all the time, still hang out with outside of our sessions, still, um, you know, have these musical conversations about outside of the album and it's just it's so cool it's like it's like a family of people yeah so you're talking about like developing this community did a lot of it come about online is that how you met some of these people yeah um two two of them obviously i know in person because they're they're literally in wellington yeah um but yeah everyone else like i i met most of the people in that through this songwriting camp i did in may last year yeah it was like a woman and it was a female in music songwriting camp and um this girl rosanna brown who um is just an absolute angel of life she yeah she just like curated like 50 different women all over the world and all different countries and all different places and she invited me to be on there i don't know how she found me but she did <laughs> And um, I joined, and that's where I met Hazel. That's where I obviously met um, Rosanna. I also met Daphne, who I did a song with called Temporary, which was on Shapeshifter. And obviously Rosanna yep. was on that too. And then uh, like um, that's where I met Hannah. That's where I met Hazel. That's also where I met um, Christy, who I worked with on Renaissance, my Valentina project. Yep. That's where I met like Cheskalia, who is an absolute... Yeah, another woman, another female in music who is whose message is about being a woman in music. It's crazy. There's so and there's like so many other people, and they're just they're so. It's so inspiring to see so many like women who have this purpose of being in music, and are trying to bring. They all have different angles of it too. It's not just like one specific thought or one like umbrella it's like they literally um represent a spectrum of different people from different lives from different situations and they're all bringing this like really important thing of like it's not just it's not just we are female music this mm -hmm. is this is what this is what womanhood looks like and this is like this is why being a musician is so important to us and it's really um it really is like inspiring because I grew up very sheltered. So I have a very sheltered perspective on lots of things and learning about that was really like, holy shit, this is bigger than something. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. this is much bigger than something that like, I guess, I guess many of us can grasp. Yeah. True. You said you felt sheltered growing up. In what ways was that? I just like my family were very white and conservative. So it was very much like white conservative people things I didn't know about being queer. I didn't know about like a lot of the music I know about now. Like I think I, oh, who was it? There was a oh Amy Winehouse. I did. I discovered Amy Winehouse when I was like eighteen, <laughs> eighteen wow. years old. Yeah, way way after she passed. And I said to mom, I was like, Mom, this is so good. Why didn't you play this to me as, as when I was growing up? And she was like. I just don't really like how she talks about drugs and alcohol and like a domestic abuse and stuff. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I see that, but like, 
yeah, I didn't know a lot about the things that I know about now. A lot of the things that I actually like, I ended up learning outside of my family. So yeah. it's very funny. Was moving to Wellington quite like a pivotal moment for you, moving away from home and coming to Wellington? Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was good. I mean, like I learned how to... Actually, no, I didn't. I was going to say I learned how to be independent, but... <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even say it with a straight face um <laughs> work in progress so oh yeah it's a, it's we'll get in there but um i yeah it was good i mean like it helped me come out of my shell and like find people like me which was nice mm-hmm. but um i don't know i mean i feel like it's my whole experience in wellington has like has loki been like quite traumatizing but um it's it's good. I mean, like, I don't know. I have a degree now, so. <laughs> I have a degree and I have friends and good people, but, like, it did help me sort of learn how to navigate being in a city and being in different places by myself. Like, now I can go to Auckland or Christchurch. Well, but my family also live in Christchurch. But, like, mm-hmm. I can I can now go to a city and, like, re-navigate how to like how to move around, how to get places, how to be by myself, and and like not get stressed out because um, I feel like if I wasn't if I didn't if I didn't know that at first I'd be like shit. But like now I feel like I can travel on my own and not like panic because mm-hmm. um, yeah. You said moving to Wellington was a bit traumatizing. In what ways was Girl, it like that? In every way, like people, there is still so much like. LGBT prejudice up here. It's crazy. I didn't even, and I was talking to my hairstylist about this the other day, but um, yeah, people are still like anti-trans. And it's quite like, they won't say it, but they'll like, it's like that case of discrimination where they'll just like, they'll they'll say they're not going to do this for this reason. Mm. And then, um, but in actuality, like later you find out that the reason was is because you're trans or because you're queer or because of this reason. And it's happened to so many of my other sisters too. Um, and it's like, it is unfortunate, but also like um, music, being in the music industry as a trans woman is very um, eye-opening to, to say the least. Um and yeah, but it's fine. Like I said, it's fine. I've got nowadays. I've just got my small group of friends, and we all just like hang out. So I, I don't even know what goes on in the, in the music industry anymore. I don't know what goes on as in the outside world. Yeah, yeah. And we have to talk about your TikTok fame blowing Ooh. up video games. TikTok. They had seven thousand TikToks and thirteen million views. I think I think we're up to eleven point. Hold on. You know what? Let's find out. Give me the right up-to-date now. stats. Those let's, might let's, be old. Let's let's write. Let's find out right now. Um. Okay. Here we go. Eleven point seven thousand videos have um used my song video games. Wow. Um. I'm not sure the amount of millions of views. Um, but it's going to be a lot. <laughs> but I know that one of them on its own has two million. Does it impact you? No. Thinking about it. <laughs> No. Just try to leave that to the side. No, no, it's not even that. Like, no one cares. <laughs> I, I like, no, yeah, no one really, like, no one really said anything. They'll just say, oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's cool. 
good for you. But then again, like it, that was in July last year, and nothing is really like it hasn't really blown up even it hasn't blown up even more since then. It's just sort of been like it just it, it just strangely plateaued. Like it got mm. really big and then just stopped. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, I guess I just needed to eat one day and people were like, work. Let's use her songs. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's interesting, yeah, because there's artists like Benny who've had massive success on TikTok and yeah. that has kind of spiraled into something else. Do you, why why do you think that is? Um, well she had she she had label support. She yeah. was she was signed to a label when she made Super Lonely and all of her music has been under a label. And um, I can imagine when it did start to go viral that the, the label saw that. And because TikTok was, you know, that was the beginning of the TikTok um, label viral push mm-hmm. uh, uh, hype trend, whatever. Um, see how out of touch I am. <laughs> um, but she was <laughs> like, I, I imagine that they they really pushed for that. So they like paid people to use it and probably did a lot of, media press and blogs and like really tried to use the power of her, her label to like push it even further because I feel I feel like without the TikTok success that song wouldn't have been as big as it no. um ended up being. But it's a great song. I mean when it came out I was I was listening to it. I was digging it. <laughs> and I was surprised to I was when I saw that it was funded by NZ on Air, I was like, oh hell yeah. Yeah wow. Because you recently had success with funding for NZ on Air. Yes. <laughs> I was, yeah, I did, actually. That was my first time, too, after, like, six years of applying. I was really... That's amazing. I was really excited. I I, I, might, I, I might have screamed a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> I might have did a, a little bit of screaming, a little bit of crying, but it, yeah. was, all, it was all positive. <laughs> and I want to ask you about labels just because we talked about it just before what what are your feelings on labels um i mean i i don't have an issue with them i it's funny i (laughs) i almost got signed to a label and i was really devastated when it didn't work out this was a few Mm -hmm. years ago and um my the the only reason now this is the only reason why it didn't work out was because at the time I wasn't like, I hadn't even started gigging yet. And they were mm-hmm. looking for musicians who they liked everything about hybrid. They just didn't, they were just like, well, we need musicians to be able to perform and have good stage chemistry so that they can really sell the music on stage and open for people and, you know, do all the, 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 the artist development stuff that they do with musicians. When people like in the industry believe in your music and want to help you, it's like, it is really affirming. Mm-hmm. Um, major labels, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they're fine. I don't. I, I've I've never been signed, so I don't know from a personal <laughs> perspective like yep. how great or terrible they are. Um, I know people who have been signed or are signed, and they they have like their own opinions, and it's mm-hmm. fine. What about you? What do you think? It's an interesting time to be a label. You know, I think there's a lot of change, people coming up with alternative strategies. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out and whether labels, the traditional form of a label still makes sense in the modern music landscape. I think that we're definitely, like, slowly moving towards a label-less future with music. I think right now, like, 
we might not know it, but I think right now we're in like some sort of uh, modern music industry renaissance of some sort. With like <laughs> the way of um, the way that music is really shifting from being like it used to be. If you weren't signed, you're not going to make it very far. Mm-hmm. Or you're not going to make it as far as you could be with a major label, but now I think it's easy to 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 make it, to have your own record label or to create a record label or be signed to one mm-hmm. and like get and get um get a myriad of success. But I think in recent years we've definitely learned that the some of the most talented people, some of the most successful, some of the most amazing and like next level people aren't even signed to a label. And they're doing amazing without them. So I don't know. It's just like, it's great. And you mentioned the live gigging aspect, which was why the label thing didn't go through initially. And you've been doing some live work since then. How have you found that? Um, I like it. Do you, do, do you <laughs> well, enjoy playing music live? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, um, I like I like that it's been beneficial. I feel like mm-hmm. if I was doing live shows and it was just like a miserable experience or it didn't really like help me as a musician or as a creative or as a performer in any way, I would have it would have I would have eventually just like stopped. But mm-hmm. part of the reason why I did gig was to get more stage confidence so that I could yeah appeal to more people as a musician uh which is a a very bad reason to start doing shows but um I don't even like doing class presentations what makes you think I want to get on stage but like I nowadays I'm slowly moving away from like how I feel about it because like I said I've met people in Wellington who are like me Mm -hmm. and um I'm just really excited to see like how I guess like more like interesting performing is becoming like, yeah. I saw Jay, Jay Vinci, my, my friend, his first ever show was at iGum last year. And mm-hmm. he was just singing his songs, being Jay, just being iconic. And then halfway through the night, he says, it's getting hot in here. I'm just going to have a costume change. And he takes his shirt off and he's got this big fat gold chain around his neck. And he's like, ah, oh, much better and he's just like <laughs> plottering plottering around the stage just like being fabulous and i'm hearing about all of these other gig gig plans he's got like for the because we're doing an igum together coming up in july and yeah. he um he all these plans he's telling me about i'm like get out of here call a cab get out of town <laughs> what are you do- this is this is so good i love it and so he's inspiring me to just like yeah. push out of my own boundaries and start doing interesting stuff. So we're, 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 we've got, we're, we're planning some really cool stuff. Well, exciting to see what happens at that gig. I'm, ex- I'm nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we move on to the next segment of the podcast, which is called nerd chat? So this is just five quick questions, which are just quick answers, quick questions. Okay. okay. Favorite plug-in instrument? Um, Anything. Auto tune. Oh, that's that. That could be favorite plug-in effect. That's the next Fine. one. I guess you could use that as an instrument. G snap. G snap. It's an auto tune plug-in. <laughs> <laughs> G snap or Kira V, one of the two. Okay. Um, 
Amazing. Okay. Um, vocal chain, what do you use on your vocals? Um, I use all kinds of EQing, lots of different EQing, mm-hmm. lots of compression. Um, pitch, I use like uh, new tone or Maladyne for pitch correcting. Um, mm-hmm. But who doesn't? Everyone uses pitch correcting, um, yeah. unless you're unless you're Adele. But um, yeah, I bet she does. Oh, possibly, possibly. <laughs> oh, I reckon. Oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. Lots of EQing, compression, pitch correcting, sometimes delay. But I love to just layer my vocals. Yeah, I love like at least twelve. <laughs> At, at least 12 okay <laughs> yeah, dep- yeah depending on the song if there's if it's just if it, i love harmonies and i love like doubles mm. and i just yeah lots of panning yeah, it's, it's a good time yeah yeah what's your uh setup like in your studio right well okay in general i just use my laptop but i've mm-hmm. got a laptop um a really shitty sure microphone but it does the trick <laughs> what is the it, microphone it is literally a sure hold on I think it is just a short. Oh, it's a XM8 500. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ultra voice. It says ultra voice. Um, Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, set up. Okay, monitors. Got to have the monitors. Mm-hmm. Um, a candle, a lamp. Mm. Um, have a candle, a desk, and a really old, ripped-up vintage chair. Oh, and headphones. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that chair. I was like, I like that chair. It's got nice character to it. Thank you. I got it while living in a drug lord house. So, oh. yeah, I feel very like I'm in a gorilla's music video <laughs> when I wear this. When when I wear this, when I sit in this chair. Is there a piece of gear that you want to get in the future? Oh, I would love. Um, as a oh my god. It's like a seaboard. Oh, a rolly seaboard. Yes, yes, I would love that. And the little, yeah. um, the little, uh, the little three by three touchpad that you can get with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get a C block, C block, C block. It's a yeah. C block, a C block with the little, um, not three by three little. You can like you can like roll your knuckles around it. It's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah I get a seaboard. Damn, amazing. Well, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> well, should we move on to the the next part, which is having a look into a song? Oh yes, let's do it. <laughs> um, what song would you like to show us today? I love dial tone. Okay, yep. it's so simple, but yeah, let's break it down now. Let's break, let's break it, down. it down. Not at my phone. So leave a message when you hear the dial tone, and leave me alone. Not at my phone. So leave a message when. You So leave me alive That's the first part of the song. Amazing. Thank you. Um, so basically, um, the idea came to me. Uh, I was actually literally on the phone to Jaleel, my brother. Um, I, we wrote Star of the Sea on Hypercunt together. Um, and I was just like, I was just like, I want to make a song sampling the dial-up modem. 
that's literally where the song came from. I was like, I love the dial-up modem. I've tried incorporating <laughs> it into music before in the past, and it's never worked. And I just, I really wanted to work this time. And it yeah. did. So basically, Yay. what I did is I took this dial-up modem clip, and then I actually stretched it out to fit over three, well, 12 bars. Where did you get that sound from? Uh, just from like archive.org. It's public domain, mm-hmm. so it's not, there's no copyright involved. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was just, where is this? This is just a little, yeah, but that's, it's a manipulated sound because I've, I've, I've obviously chopped it up, but mm-hmm. I had this phone sound pack that I was trying to incorporate into the song and um, I didn't like it the end how it clipped. So I did this to like clip it out. I just like I, I created a, a volume envelope to make sure that like it was seamless. Yeah. That's lovely. Um and then yeah, we've got that. We've obviously got some vocals here, just like and so here we've got some bass. Good old it's just like a what is the sound? Oh, there's this fun little pack I have and it's all just like I think this is just the God, yeah, this is the God sound. It's literally called God Sounds. And <laughs> it's like all these like angelic little, little pads. And yeah. um, it's really strange. I, I don't get it. And it's just like, I think I had this bass in here that sounded like a um, rubber band. Yeah. It sounds like a rubber band. Like when you, when you have rubber band, you flick it. Mm. And I quite like that sound. I, yeah. I don't, I can't explain it. And then obviously, you know, we've got some stuff going on up here. Um, and yeah, the chord progression was just like a classic, I guess, like techno chord progression. I yeah. don't know. I don't, I, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it was a classic in my mind. It's cool though. Um, Where do you get your sound packs from? Where do you go searching everywhere. for these things? Everywhere. everywhere. I go to Reddit. I have like I have friends who send me stuff. I've mm-hmm. accumulated the sound pack over the course of like. There's a lot of semantics there. <laughs> for those um, that can't see, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. It's a big pack. There's there's like um, little mini synth. Um, yeah, like Korgs, like synth emulator packs. There yeah. was this one. It was like two gigs. It was it was it's not too bad. Two gigabytes of um, Korg and Casio. And just everything. Sick. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But I just find them online. I find them through Reddit. I find them mm-hmm. through like um, Twitter. I find them on YouTube. I just like, or friends will send them to me. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or it's semantics. But um, yeah. Yeah. And then the songwriting, the song, the lyrics, it was just basically me. I didn't take, the song I didn't really write from like a serious point of view. I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. I honestly don't know where it came from. It, it, it's like sometimes when I write songs, it just happens in like uh, I call it like a struck of a struck of gold, where I'm just like it doesn't come from anywhere. It just happens in the moment, mm. and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it. I don't yeah. remember how I came up with the idea. I just all I remember was that I had this idea of and being inspired by a dial-up modem sound, and then the drums here. This is a fun little moment. So me and my me and Jar listened to a lot of, or we still do. We listened to a lot of um like ballroom like Vogue chants, and the most common like drum pattern is the, 
Mm. And like, it's, I think because I was on call with him, I was just like, I wanted to emulate that because like, it's something we both like, and we were both like dancing mm-hmm. to the song while I was working on it. Yeah. Um, but the production originally came from just like, yeah, having that sound, then having the kicks and then building the production. I didn't even have the bass. The bass came like at the very end. Okay. And then, um, yeah, there's all these other tidbits. We'll get back to that. But the <laughs> songwriting was inspired by like, um, just going back to the actual context of the lyrics. I think I was just like writing about like a hookup. And then some, this like, this other person was like, I think a friend of mine or someone that I was like talking to was like, was like constantly texting me. And I was like, bruh, like, I'm not free right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not at my phone right now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But um, because I'm hybrid and because I like things to be, uh, strange I decided to make it a voicemail inspired song so yeah, yeah. leave a message when you hear the dial tone all that stuff and it actually ended up sounding really cool and then when I wrote the chorus yeah. I was like oh I love this chorus let me build on it so um, yeah yeah do you want to play yeah. us a bit of that yeah not at my phone so leave a message when you hear the dial tone and leave me alone so that's fun there's more production yeah. here as well um, obviously, I love a little, love a good hi-hat moment. Mm. And it's obviously in tune with all the, the funky little futuristic sounds. Now, this is actually built on. You can't really see it very well, but if you look here, there's two different snares. Mm-hmm. I love a, I don't know, I don't know what, if there's actually a term for it. I'm sure there is, but it's like when you have, um, like a kick and a clap, like a snare and a clap, or a um a snap and a clap, and like that'll out of the two times, only one of them will be one sound, and then for the second time, it'll be both sounds at the same time. It's sort of like a yeah, but then like the, the clap is built on top of that. I love all that stuff. I love it when yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like strange. And then there's a cowbell, lovely cowbell, <laughs> beautiful. I mean, it's a it's a eight oh eight classic. Yeah, this is oh, this is my favorite. Now, this is where my sound design. I got really excited. I love a laser. Ah, it's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like an it, it, to me it feels like silk, like yeah. a like a um. I just yeah, just like I want to rub it all over my body. It's fun. <laughs> Would you say the favorite your favorite part of production is the drums? I love anything with fun sound design. Anything yeah. where like a sound is cool or like incorporated quite fun. Like I love the bass in the song. I love the bass texture. Mm-hmm. I love all the textures of all the instruments combined. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I also love vocal stuff too because vocals mm-hmm. you can really just like, that's where you can get freaky. I have lots of vocal layers going on with vocal production, specifically the mixing. So we've got the chorus here. Um. So leave a message when you hear which, the... Which is consistent. What, my sad? It's all, it's all in the same, like, channel. And then you've also got, like, fun little things here where it's like... You to think oh, no, you get from me. Who are you to have the audacity? I have, I think, five 
Yeah, I've got Who five different vocal channels here. None of them are named, by the way. I'm a nightmare. <laughs> None of them are named. But then we've also got Not at my phone. So more delay. It's like I I hear these slight little, different little details when I'm listening to music that I'm like, I have to make a channel just for this, just for this one part. And then the, and then here it's the same. Like for the verse, I wanted it to sound like the phone was breaking up without like. Because um, I have this fun effect called... Hold on, I'm going to move this down here. Um, let me play. I think we're breaking up. This is, this is a time machine, right? This is yeah. where I get most of my, um, most of my uh, phone sounds or like or phone effect sounds. Listen to this. The effect on it is called Cheap Toy. Because it sounds like there's um do you know that 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 I I I'm your little butterfly like telephone me yeah it's it sounds like it sounds like it's coming out of that because a lot of it is like picking up on the input of the sound and not so much like just the sound as a whole it's like it's sort of uh, picking it up where it peaks and so um yeah I just I love that effect on the. But I knew you wouldn't be able to understand it, so I had like I this behind, just under it, so you could like at least make out something, like some of what I'm saying. But yeah, there's just a lot of layering. It's all fun, different details. Of, like the original pre-chorus. Just going ham. <laughs> This is good time. <laughs> and ad libs are my favorite. I love a good yeah. ad lib. I'm so excited because I'm playing this live in July. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And like um, the ad libs that, <laughs> that I have in mind <laughs> are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love when just people like they sing over their own song, like they're sort of responding to it in a way. Instead yeah. of like, because sometimes I'll just be like, a, yeah, what? Huh? But I just, I just love just make, just saying really dumb stuff or repeating myself, but like as if I'm mocking myself. I do that a lot. <laughs> but yeah. And then, Have you played this one live before? Once. Um, but it was techni- technically live. It was over, it was on a radio interview, but like they oh, made yeah. me do it live in the studio. Yeah. Um, and, it was, yeah, it was fun. It gave me a good test into doing it live. And I actually am very excited to play it live. The The live version is a little different. But here I have two versions of the outro. So this is the last bit that I want to share. We've got... Leave me alone. Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh my God! That's the that's the original <laughs> outro, but yeah. this was the this was the, well that was the final outro. This is the original. Oh, this okay. is the this is the one I recorded, and then obviously altered. As you can see, there's two clips here. Yeah. Leave me alone. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh my god! Stop. <laughs> that was the final. Oh, not final. That was the um original recording that I just like uh went into 
audacity of all. Oh, I know of all places and just like altered the pitch and speed. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. Well, thank you for showing us the song. It was really cool to have a look into how you do stuff. Of course. Anytime. Well, should we move to the final segment of the podcast? So this is called One Second Songs. One Second Songs. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, so in this I'm going to play you five songs that you have produced, but you're only going to hear one second of it, and the last one will be reversed. Okay. And we'll see how many you get out of five. All right. Oh, goodness. Okay, let's do it. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, fantasy. Fantasy. That is correct. Actually, I need to get my list up so I <laughs> so I am 100% sure of you are right. Fantasy. That is correct. It, yeah, okay, I'm onto yeah. it. Don't worry. Okay, okay, one from one. Do you like how I said you were correct just <laughs> yeah. without actually knowing? I, I thought I remembered it. Okay, yes. number two. Okay. Heaven Spills. Heaven Spills is correct. Okay, this is this is strong. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to? This is, I think this is the easiest anyone's ever had with this. Yeah. People usually struggle. Okay. Oh, uh, Sweet Dreams Interlude. Oh my gosh, I really needed to make it much harder than it is. Some people have had a really hard time with this. I have really distinct sounds. <laughs> yeah, true. I guess it does, yeah. Yeah. And I was purposely trying not to choose like vocal moments because I was aware sometimes when you choose vocals, it's way easier. Yeah. Okay. Number five. This one's in reverse. Okay. Oh, um, no vacancy. Correct. Five from five. That is very impressive. No one's <laughs> done it with such ease. <laughs> I mean, the last two I had to think about, but yeah. Had to think for a second. I had to think for a second. I was like, oh, I know that song. Why do I know this? But yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess they just have really distinct sounds and just like really unique <laughs> and just really like different and just, I don't know. <laughs> Amazing. Very well done. I think there's been a couple people get five from five, so you're at you're at the top of the leaderboard. Fuck Very yeah. well done. I do this where I use sometimes I'll use the same stuff in like most of my tracks. Hmm. Like yeah. I'll use a couple of sounds and I'm like, I've used that before. Will people care? Will it sound too much like <laughs> something? But no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet. And I guess last couple of questions. Are there any artists you'd like to shout out in New Zealand? Oh, G. Vinci, Jason Parker. There's this one, actually. Oh, my goodness. I really need to tell you about this one while you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, so their name is Tan PK. Oh. I you've heard of him. Honestly, you're the first person to do this. He's really good. No one's good. ever mentioned me before. <laughs> He's really good. He's so talented. And I've actually had the opportunity to work with him in the past. How did it um, go? Uh, <laughs> so thank you for having me on here. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, Jay, Jason, Tarn, um, yeah. Oh, Anna, Anna Edgington. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> we actually her? had her on the podcast yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but she's great. She's she's awesome. She's so talented. I love her productions. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and chatting about your music. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, to say the least. <laughs> I'm glad. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can find us on Instagram under the production line. I'd like to have a big thank you to today's guest for joining us and taking the time out. 
I'd also like to thank APRA for supporting today's podcast, as well as Isaac Rajan for the artwork and the many artists whose songs were played in this episode. My name is Tampi K, and I'm a producer, songwriter, and musician. You can find all of my music on streaming services, as well as today's guests. Thanks for listening.